All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. I'm very excited. We are joined by another another guest today. I cannot wait to interview her. I had the opportunity to connect with her um, by somebody else who's on the podcast. They connected us um, and then we chatted for a little bit and just getting to know her and talking to her beforehand, I was like, she's going to be the perfect guest for the podcast. So really, I'm honored to bring her on and connect with her. So let me go ahead and introduce her. So we've got, I'm going to try my very best not to butcher her last name. We've got Nina Concepcion. I probably said it wrong, but she's giving me a thumbs up. So we're going to go with that. Um, Nina has spoken to tens of thousands of people globally and has been featured in articles such as Yahoo Finance, spoken at TEDx. I watched her TEDx. It was amazing. You guys need to go check it out. It was TEDx in the UK, Sydney's Mind, Body Spirit Festival, NLP Worldwide, Juice Plus, University of NSW, Child Abuse Prevention Services in Sydney, and many, many more. So her business, the Institute of Conscious Sales, supports entrepreneurs and salespeople across 15 different countries with online courses, programs, and training. She combines the mindset, energy, and skill set of what Nina calls conscious sales, which we are going to be diving into a lot. Um, and Nina's following, uh, Nina's following named her the Naked Coach, which that is a very interesting nickname to give somebody. So I cannot wait to dive into that as well. Um, and she just barely released her book, the title of her best-selling book, The Naked You. So let's go ahead, cue that intro clip, and then we'll bring her in. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Nina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am so excited to bring you on. You got so many different and interesting pieces to your story that I'm like, oh man, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. So we just got to dive in because there's so yeah. many things that I want to ask you. Um, first place that I want to start is a little bit deeper into why you first got started with business because you've probably told your story many, many times, right? People could go and find your content and listen to that. Yeah. But I want to know a little bit more as to why business, why entrepreneurship, and why was that the, the direction that you wanted to go? Yeah, I love this question. Um, so pretty much I was that weird person in school asking, what's the purpose of life? Why are we here? Why were we born? Um, and I, I just had this deep knowing that we are here to do more than just come to this planet, get an education, get a job and die. Yeah. I was like, there has to be more to life. There has to be. And I remember going to my um, careers advisor in high school and asking her for advice. Like, what should I do? I don't know what I want to do, but I, I want to do something that I care about. I want to do something that's meaningful to me. And literally her answer was, that's a book you were given. Go and look at the book. <laughs> Go read it. <laughs> exactly. Which is just every single occupation which the world knows about at that time. Right. And so, you know, 99% of that is completely irrelevant to me. Right. It's outdated. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I remember just thinking, okay, this is really challenging. So I, I ended up 
falling into a degree. I did exercise physiology and I ended up falling into a degree with what people said would make sense and what they, you know, the, the whole the whole thing in school is what can, what are you good at? What can you get paid to do and get heaps of time off? Right. So I was like, I'm going to be a PE teacher. And then I started studying that and I realized that I wasn't passionate about that at all. And I didn't know what I wanted to do because my parents are like, you know, they're Asian. They're like, you have to have an education. You have to do something. I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to do something for the sake of doing it. Right. And I remember in between my double degree, because I was like, I'm not passionate about exercise physiology. Okay. So what's that mean that's related where I'm not wasting all my time that I've spent four or five years at university. So I was like, I'm going to do something more that I'm not passionate with, but it makes sense. (laughs) You're like, it's a logical next step. Exactly. And in between my double degree, um, I was someone who always loved working. Like I used to do acting. Um, the moment that I think in Australia, it's like 13 and nine months. Um, I got my first job. You know, I, I worked at Boost Juice. I'm not sure if you guys know what Boost Juice is. Um, I, I worked at, yeah, I, I worked at like um, uh, a clothing store. Then I became a waitress and then a bartender. So I've always loved working. Yeah. And so I thought in between my uni break, what I'm going to do is I'm going to apply for every single potential receptionist role that I'm interested in learning about. And I was always yeah. fascinated with property. Yeah. And I decided to apply as a receptionist role because I, I do love organizing. Um, I applied for a receptionist role with literally hundreds of applications and one place called me back. Long story short, they offered me a sales role. And it's not what I, I applied for a three-month um, receptionist role and they offered me a 12-month sales role. I was like, this You're is like, so not what yeah. I asked <laughs> Yeah. So found personal development and I really started to, okay, honestly, real estate's hard. Like most people do not last in real estate, right? However, when I found personal development, when I decided to persist, when I had an amazing mentor who was my boss, um, I became quite successful in it. I became the fourth highest salesperson in the company. I started training all the new staff. I bought my own home, traveled, went to Europe on my own. Um, And people started to come to me advice. People started to come to me for advice around life and work. Like, what should I do? I'm thinking about going into real estate. I've seen you, you know, um, you know, become successful. Right. And so people started asking me for advice. And then I remember I was at the peak of my career in real estate and I went to a personal development event. This was back in 2012 and I met Brendan Bouchard. Oh, and cool. I don't know if you guys know who that is. but Oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Yeah. Back then, no one knew who he was. There was a hundred yeah. people in the room. I could go up. I took. I got a photo with him. Um, like literally, no one. This is Australia as well, right? Yeah. And so, um, I remember sitting there crying, listening to Brendan's story, having the realization that I'm here to be a coach, a speaker, and an author. Yeah. And prior to that moment, I had no interest in being an entrepreneur. I had no interest in having my own business. I remember doing business studies at school and all they talked about was the risks. Yeah. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I never want to do that. Yeah. And then I found real estate and I did once I persisted through the challenging times, you know, I got rewarded for what I say is being myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I thought that real estate was going to be my thing. Um, then I found Brendan and I had, it, it sounds so strange, but it literally felt like an awakening. It was in that yeah. moment. It was like a, oh my gosh, what is this feeling? I've never yeah. felt this before. This is what I'm here to do. 
Right. And to be honest, yeah, like entrepreneurship is really, really challenging. And during the times that I struggled massively, because it took me seven years to build a six-figure income in my business. Yeah. When I was struggling, I was on and off with working, with getting a job. And I really did try to find a job where I felt like I could be myself, where I could look for how things can be more effective and more efficient, where I felt like I could make a real impact and I could be around amazing people. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. Right. And so as much as I went back and forth with, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is too hard. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm just going to get a job. Now my soul is dying. Okay, let's do business again. (laughs) This is too hard. Literally, I went back and forth so many times and I realized that the only way for me to truly be the best version of myself is to create it. Like I'm just going to have to create it because Mm. I I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. I felt like I was was always like, I, I think a lot of personal development and business books talk about the fact that a lot of entrepreneurs are really bad employees because they... They challenge everyone. They want to do things differently. They want to do things their way. And I'm like, oh, yes, I can see that. I can see why I didn't last very long in jobs. Um, And then we also get to a point where where we've got a growth mindset. So we want to make more of an impact. We want to Mm -hmm. have more freedom. We want to attract more abundance. And when it comes to working in a typical job and even sales, which is one of the highest paying occupations in the world, even with a sales job, we still cap ourselves. It's still time mm-hmm. for money. And, right. you know, one of the things that I say and one of the things I realize is the three main reasons why we become an entrepreneur. Yeah. One, because we want to do what we want with who we want. Yes. We're sick of being around people who are just not our people. We don't feel like ourselves. We don't feel like people accept us. We just we want to be with who we want when we want. The second thing is we want to be able to not have a limit to our income. We want to be able to make as much money as we can so that we can live the life that we want to make, uh, want want to have and, you know, be able to give back and and take care of our family and live the best version of our life that we can. And the third piece, yeah. And then the third piece is because we know that there is something in us that needs to be birthed. We know mm. that there is something that we have, whether it's just a feeling, because at first it was just a feeling. Yeah. I have something to give. I want to make an impact. I want to make a difference. I don't know what that is, but I feel like that's what I want to do. That feeling does not go away when you work in a job that's sucking your soul. Yeah. Oof. And Chills. so that's really the biggest reason why I became an entrepreneur, because First and foremost, I was like, I feel like my soul is dying. I feel like I have so much more I want to give. Yeah. And then it was, I want to make more money than this. But the thing is, guys, if money is your driving factor, there's only so far that it will take you because entrepreneurship is hard at first. Like, <laughs> money doesn't come straight off the bat. So yeah. if you're not clear on the fact of why you want to be an entrepreneur, why you want to make a big difference, why you care about it. When it gets hard, it's really easy to give up. And again, I did try to give up many times in those seven years, but then I just persisted. I kept going because it kept pulling me back. So that's a that's a long story of how I how I became an entrepreneur. No, I love it, and I appreciate that you took it deeper than just oh yeah, well I did this thing and then led me to this thing. It was this is actually the reasoning behind why I stuck with it for as long as it took me to 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 make 
the money that I wanted to with it. Right. So you mentioned that it took you seven years to make that, that full-time income with coaching and to go, okay, now I can actually like transition out of worrying about ever going back and getting a job and things like that. And I have personally worked with and encountered a lot of people that they start their job and they just expect it to happen within the first, the first one to four months of starting a business. And they're like, uh, well, I haven't been able to quit my job yet. And it's like, well, it's going to take longer than that, longer than that. So I'm curious to know your thoughts on what did it take for you to create consistency Mm. in business, even when it may have seemed hopeless at times, like we are caught in the rut of I'm doing this day to day. I've made my millionth post and I still am one like and one comment. Like, how do you get past that point? It's so great that you asked this question. I literally hopped off a call with an amazing woman um, to earlier, like about an hour ago, and she's she's a new client that's coming on board. And it also ties in very much into a session that I had with my clients yesterday morning. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that feel like they're doing lots. I'm doing lots. I'm doing lots. I'm doing lots. I'm doing everything. And I remember being in this mindset, right? I'm doing everything. Nothing's working. I'm posting. I'm sharing. Like, why am I still not making more money? Why am I still not making sales? Why am I still not making a full-time income? Right. And really, there's a few pieces. The first thing is a lot of people think that I'm going to do all the internal work. I'm going to get rid of all of my challenges, all of my insecurities. I'm going to have everything set up. I'm going to have my website set up. I'm going to be perfect with my branding. I'm going to know exactly who I'm talking to. I'm going to know exactly my message. Then I will go out and take action and make money. It does not happen that way, right? So with a lot of my clients, it's very much, okay, where are you at right now? Based on where you're at, let's take action. From that action, we get feedback from the marketplace. Then from that feedback, we make pivots. Then from that pivot, we take action. Then from that action, we get feedback and it goes around in a circle. It's a loop Mm. of um, wherever you're at, action, feedback, tweak. Action, feedback, tweak. Action, feedback, tweak. I love that. And the thing is, a lot of people, one, don't know what action to take. Yes. First and foremost. Guys, posting on social media is just simply not enough. It's really not. Like, it is not enough. There is more that you're going to need to do. It's not just about posting and then people come flooding into your inbox saying, how do I pay you money? It does not happen like that. It's too saturated for that. There's too many people posting. I think it's also important to remember that even without the saturation, guys, only 3% of the marketplace know exactly what they want and are willing to buy it right now. 3%. And just think about you when when you're speaking to people, when you could buy something, how often are you, rather than waiting for the pitch, how often are you the proactive one that says, I'm ready, I'm going to buy, like, just tell me how to pay. That is not many people. So how can you expect most people to behave that way to you when one, we're not even like that as buyers. And two, that's just not how society works. Most people need to be taken on a journey, right? Most people don't know right from the get-go that you are the one that they want to work with. And a lot of the time, that's also timing. Yeah, You need to come across them at the right time and you need to build no like and trust over a very short period of time. So coming back, yeah, coming back to that loop, that action, most people don't know what action they need to take. And many of you guys in personal development know the 80-20 rule right? Mm -hmm. 20% of activities yield 80% of the results and 80% of the activities yield 20% of the results. And a lot of people are spending a lot of time working on things that aren't the closest thing to generating an income. And so it's 
focusing on the two, three key things that you need to be doing every single day to be able to make money, to be able to make sales. And if we're not making money, then it's not a business. It's a hobby. And then that means we need to find somewhere else to make money. But if we want to have a business, it means that we need to make money as an exchange for our value. And then when it comes to the action, even some people who, and, and honestly, most people just do not have an awareness of what they need to be doing. Yes. But even the people that do have an awareness of what they need to be doing, there's also strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about, for those that are listening, think about where you live in the country that you live in. And let's say you need to get to the opposite side of the country. And let's just say, hypothetically, you've never been to the other side of the country before, right? A lot of people are taking action, but they're going around in circles. A lot of people are taking action and they're taking a step that way, then a step that way, then a step that way, and a step that way. And they don't really know where they're heading. You can be taking action, but you feel like you're getting nowhere. Compared to getting out one of those old, depends, I'm showing my age, getting out those old maps that people used to have. So those of you who were born in the 90s, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But we used to have maps in the cars Mm -hmm. where it's a book and you literally have to find where you are. Then you've got to find where you're going. Then you've got to map out exactly how you're going to get there through like 20 pages of like, oh, now you go to B3. Then from B3, (laughs) then you go to F4, right? Right. And then you have that bit. Sometimes people have that big map and you're like, (laughs) whereabouts am I on this huge map while I'm in the car right right? and then you've got to map it out and so a lot of people aren't even clear on how to actually get there they don't know the path then when you compare that to working with a mentor or a coach it's the GPS Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. with a mentor or a coach is especially when there's a high level of support because the woman that I was talking to this morning she's worked with business coaches before But when she's had challenges in her business, specifically around the finances and making more money, the feedback of the mentors that she has worked with, that she has had one-on-one support with, have said something like, you just need to be more authentic. You just need to share more of who you are. That is very esoteric. And as much as I'm super general, exactly. It's like, okay, what do I do with that information? As opposed to do this, do this, do this, do this, like actionable things that we actually need to do that will shift the feedback that we're getting from the marketplace and the amount of people we are talking to, the amount of sales that we are making. And this is why in Conscious Sales, I talk about the integration of the masculine and the feminine energies because Mm -hmm. the feminine is the being, it's the doing, it's the flow. The masculine is the action. Mm -hmm. Guys, you need to be taking action. It's not just about being in your head and doing all the internal work. I tried that. It's the reason why it took me seven years. I lived in Bali. I was like, oh, this is so amazing. And I'm like, but I'm still not covering my living expenses. Right. right. So, I, so I so get that we want to live in that world. Um, however, I remember one of my mentors said, if you want complete freedom, there's only two ways to do it. One is to be homeless. Then you absolutely have complete freedom because you can go wherever you want. Well, most places but you can get to for free. Um, you have all the time in the world to be able to spend your time with what you want to do or to become incredibly rich so that you have the resources to be able to do absolutely anything and everything you want. There's not really any middle ground. So if you don't want to be homeless and you want to live I find, a, a freedom-filled life, then it means that you're going to have to put in the work in order to, to have that abundance. Um, and mm. so when it comes to those three things, right, it's the taking action, knowing the action that you need to take, the highest paying activities, and then also mentors, especially I do need to discern 
guys, there are a lot of mentors out there who say that they're business coaches, but there is a difference between them having the results and being really good at helping other people get results. Right. Because I see a lot of business coaches and I I don't want to like say that they're like, I don't want to shit on them. However, a lot of clients come to me because they've worked with other people and they don't get the results that they want. And it's because there's a difference between somebody who's good in their business and get the results in their business and can actually translate that skill into teaching and figuring out how, what other people are doing wrong. It's an entirely different skill set. That's why it took me nine months to make commission in real estate for me to make the sales and seven years to realize that's the message I want to share and to actually make a full-time income in helping other people make sales. When really I only had a like I didn't even really focus on being a sales coach until pretty close. Like it wasn't from the get go. It was a life coach first and then a life right. business coach and then became a sales coach. But like getting that feedback and knowing how to discern from the action I've taken, what do I need to tweak? What do I need to change? If you guys are one, not working with a mentor or a coach, it's really hard to know what feedback is what. People right. are like, oh, I've posted on this and social media doesn't work and and that's not, I, I don't want to be on social media anymore. Oh, I ran a masterclass and no one showed up and that's that's not a good strategy for me. My first seven masterclasses, I think no one showed up. Yeah. But people watched the Same replay. Exactly, right? And so a lot of people are very, like they, they try something, but because they don't have the guidance, they don't know what feedback to look out for because, you know, Einstein says you cannot solve a problem on the same level of thinking that created it. Mm. So if you're in a certain mindset, you cannot think outside of your mindset. You just can't until you get something external that is outside of your sphere of influence, that's when you can start thinking differently. So right. to be able to discern what that feedback is and know, okay, what is it that I'm doing wrong? What do I need to tweak? Okay, this strategy is just not working. I think I need to change a strategy. People don't know which is which mm. because they don't get that guidance. They don't understand how to read feedback. And because most people are doing way too many things at the same time. <laughs> this is so true. I call it death by multitasking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like massive shiny object syndrome. Which yes. I- thousand percent was my biggest downfall in my business other than the fact that I didn't hire support sooner Mm. so the two biggest pieces of advice that I have for people is one get as as high level of support as you can as soon as possible and make sure that that person has results in actually helping other people get the results not just themselves right like look at their testimonials check out how they've helped their other clients um, and the second thing is, well, so you're talking about high level support in terms of finding a coach, but are you talking about in terms of also hiring people on as well? No, okay. um, the, the former, um, mm. because when people are starting out their business, the last thing they need is a whole lot more information, a whole lot more information and being more overwhelmed because they're right. already overwhelmed. What mm. they need is someone to say, these are the things that you need to focus on. Forget about everything else. Right. And typically in courses, events, programs, group programs, they're really exciting, but there's not very much direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And so working one-to-one with a high-level mentor coach, um, and there are different tiers. Like you guys don't need to go and spend 
20, 30, 40, 50,000 on this, right? It's just finding someone who you feel that can support you, making sure that there's some level of support where someone can see your blind spot, someone can see what's going on with you so that you're not just another number in a program because you're going to be at a different stage in your business compared to other people. Right. And so for me, it was hiring support sooner and massive shiny object syndrome. So when people come to me and they're already, uh, one of the things I always ask is, are you already working with a coach? And I have worked with clients before who have a business coach, but the business coach isn't helping with sales. Then I would help them with that. I'd help them with strategy. But if there's another coach that they're working with that already does something similar to what I do, I would say, look, you need to continue either working with that mentor and that coach or decide that you know, you've, you've put in as much effort as you can and it's not working and then you need to do something different. Like Einstein says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Right. There was another woman who I spoke to a couple of weeks ago. She's six months into a business coaching program and she still hasn't made any money. And I've just said to her, I literally had a client the other week. She's just come on board with me, hadn't made a single dollar coaching and she closed her first four or $5,000 in the first two weeks of working with me, right? Nice. And I've, they're not typical results. However, all of my clients get paid. The time frame and the amount depends on how much action they take. Right. But to get six months into a program from a business mentor and no conversations around when am I actually going to get paid, guys, like it needs to be a clear intention for you. Right. Like you need to know what it is that you truly want. And so I would say those are the biggest pieces is knowing what are the highest paying activities, which most people don't know. What would you, in your opinion, what would you say are some of those? So the number one highest paying activity is sales calls. Number Making offers. (laughs) Absolutely. And guys, posting on social media and posting an offer on social media is not a sales call. Like it's being on a call one-on-one with a lead asking them what they want, asking them what their challenges are, asking them if they want help. And then if they want help, offering to help them. If what you have is beneficial for what they say they want. If it's not, then refer them on to somebody else. Right. Um, But number one, it's the discovery sessions. It's the sales calls. And the thing is, like, you know, I I have a lot of conversations with a lot of people. Like I've worked with clients from 15 different countries now, and I'm always looking at people's awareness. So I, I say to them, you know, why, what action are you taking? I'm posting on social media. I'm working on my website. I'm doing this. I'm like, okay, why are you doing those things? Oh, so that people will work with me. Okay. So do you think that doing those things are working for you? No, it's not working for me, but I don't know what's missing. Like people don't connect the dots that in order to make money, you need to be having those conversations. So Hopping on those calls with those people, with those potential leads, with the people that have said to you, I want your help. I'd like to know what I'm doing wrong. Those are the highest generating activities. And now when it comes to actually having those calls, here's the next blind spot. Most people don't understand sales and don't have a high level of skill set in sales. Most people have never been taught sales. It's actually one of the least most invested areas that entrepreneurs invest in. Really? Really? Yep. They invest in education, courses, programs, books, and then 
delivery. I'm going to do this certification and this certification and this modality and this thing and this thing and this thing. And one of the things that I talk about in my consistent 10K months masterclass is the overlap of those two circles is sales. If you are not making any sales, you are delivering for free, then you will resent the work that you're doing. And I know because I did this, right? Yeah. So one, entrepreneurs just aren't learning sales. Two, they're not investing in learning about sales. Three, yeah. There are not many people out there teaching sales from an ethical, heart-centered place. Yeah, right. And so, you know, one of the biggest mindset blocks with sales is I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be sleazy. And so I don't want to make offers because that will mean that I'm a bad person. That will mean that I'm pushy. That will mean that I'm sleazy. But right. there's a way that we can make heart-centered offers in a very ethical, integrity-driven way. Um, I talk about that a little bit on my TED Talk as well. But it's yes. literally one of the biggest pieces of conscious sales. And I interview a lot of my clients um, after they work with me. And I say to them, what do you feel has been the biggest benefit working with me? Yeah. And they pretty much all of them say, do you mean other than the money I've made? And I said, <laughs> yes. Okay. Tell us how much money you've made. Okay. <laughs> other than the money, what would you say is the biggest benefit? And they say a thousand percent my mindset. Yeah. Like, I don't feel pushy. I don't feel sleazy. I so get that it's a place of you know, sharing your heart and being of value and making an impact. Right. And I, I'm not afraid to reach out to people anymore. I'm not afraid to follow up with people anymore. I'm not afraid of asking for the sale. Um, it's really that mindset shift. And so right. a lot of people just don't get that. A lot of people haven't invested that time and energy in learning that skill set. So, um, yeah, so with, when it comes to the highest paying activity of hopping on sales calls, because most people don't understand sales, Mm -hmm. most people are very unconsciously incompetent when it comes to sales. So yeah. unconsciously incompetent is you are so unaware of what you're doing wrong. So a lot of people are sabotaging their sales on the sales calls in the lead up to the sales calls, and they don't know why. But again, without that feedback, you're doing the same mistake over and over and over again, wondering why you're not making any sales. Right. And so I know other business coaches and I know that when, and I know a lot of business coaches that also do something similar to me because I'm always looking for more people to refer work to because I understand that I'm not for everybody right? and vice versa. And so when I've spoken to other coaches, I say to them, you know, when your clients first start making sales, what are their conversions? And right. conversions are out of a certain number of calls, how many are actually buying? So for example, if you have two sales calls and every two sales calls, one person buys, that's a 50% conversion. So it's a one in two conversion, one in right. five in 10 conversion, right? So it's all maths. I know some business coaches where their clients, their conversions are one in 10, one in 20, one in 30 sales calls. Because I am a sales coach and that's what I niche in, all of my clients who have no sales experience whatsoever have a minimum of 25% conversion, which is one in four. Nice. My, yeah. And my clients who are already at consistent 5K months and I get them to 10K, 15, 20, 30K, 50K months, they are between 50 to 80% conversion. Yeah. So it's not just about booking in those calls. It's once you do have those calls being booked in, are you converting them? And right. guys, a no-show rate of more than like one in every 50 is really, really high. There was a woman yeah. who I spoke to and she's making like 10, 15K months in her business and her conversions are, so out of every 10 sales calls she books in, five out of those 10 don't even show up. 
And from those five, one of them buys. So that's a 20% wow. conversion. Yeah. And, um, and I said to her, that's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really high no-show rate. So that is where the sales piece and the skill set and the feedback is really, really important. So, for right. example, Laura, my client who uh, made a lot of money in a very short time frame, who just started working with me, she booked in 10 sales calls, followed my templates. It's not like a word for word sales script. It's a template. There are a few yeah. things that you need to follow. She closed eight out of 10. Wow. That's awesome. With no sales experience whatsoever. Yeah. So this whole idea of like conscious sales, what are some action steps that people can take away from it to go, okay, I can start applying this. If they were getting on a sales call tomorrow, they could apply it in their sales call tomorrow. Yes. So um, I highly recommend that everybody watch the YouTube, my YouTube TED talk, just because I go over. I would recommend that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I go over certain things that we might not have to, we might not have time for on this podcast, um, and I do go into it a little bit more depth there. And, the, you know, the fascinating thing about being an entrepreneur is you're always looking at improving what it is you're doing. Like we're constantly looking for solutions. Um, so I, it, I do keep it quite generic because it's for the general public, but there yeah. are pieces in there from a mindset perspective that I think are really, really important. So I recommend that you guys go and watch that. It's only 15 minutes long. Um, and conscious sales is very much the integration of the energy, the mindset and the skill set of sales. And the energy and the vibration is the basis because you can be taking all the action, but if you are not in the right mindset and you're coming from a place of scarcity, you can have all the skill set and it doesn't feel great. And you're probably not making very many sales or you're making sales that feel super, super, super pushy. And then you'll end up ruining your business and ruining your brand. But when it comes to the energy and mindset, if you're in the right energy and mindset and you take a little bit of the action in the direction that you need to be taking, focusing on the highest paying activities, you can have a little bit of the skill set, the energy and the mindset in that direction and still get results. And that's why I always say to my clients, imperfect action can yield results, but no action will yield no results. Right. Exactly. And so from the energy and the mindset perspective... Um, okay, so there's a few pieces, right? There's the energy, the mindset, the skill set, and then you've got the clarity with the highest paying activities and then the strategy and the direction. Now, with the highest paying activities, I've told you guys what the absolute highest paying activity is. When it comes to the strategy, that is slightly different for everybody. So I don't like the strategy I would give one person would be different, slightly different to the strategy I give somebody else. Um, but when it comes to the energy, the mindset and the skill set, like I said, the energy and the mindset is the foundational pieces and the skill set is what's in my programs and in my courses, but from an energy and a mindset perspective, um, and we were going to talk about this later on anyway, but I have a free meditation. It's only seven minutes long. I didn't want it to be something where it's like 30 minutes. Oh, (laughs) I don't have 30 minutes for this meditation. It's seven minutes long. It is like literally you could be sitting on the toilet and doing the meditation. <laughs> it's seven minutes long in the shower. Right? So it I, I literally cover everything from an energetic and a mindset perspective that I teach my clients, that I go over, that I take myself through every single time I'm ready to make sales. And I've had yeah. Because I used to actually do this for my clients. I would give them this meditation and then they started getting, like they started to really love it. They're like, oh my gosh, like I was, you know, the meditation that you took us through, that really helped. And then I did it with another group of clients. They're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it away for free. So I recorded what I did with my clients. And um, from there, that is available to everybody. So that's at www.sacmeditation.com forward slash Nina.
Yes, and we'll be dropping all, we'll drop the TED Talk, we'll drop that link also in the description as well where people can go and get it. Amazing. Okay, well, this has been absolutely amazing. Just so many knowledge bombs here. So I just want to ask one last question to kind of close up the podcast. Why are your imperfections the key to your success? Mm, I love that you've asked me this question. So, you know, my book is The Naked You. It is a guide to embracing your imperfections in life and business. And so, you know, my my book is The Naked You. My um, my business is the Institute of Conscious Sales. And one of the, the, the two key pieces in that is I remember realizing that whether I had lots of money or not much money, feeling like I could be myself and I had people in my life that love me and accept me and support me for who I am is where the the feeling of success comes from. Yeah. Because the money will come and go. The the success, you reach the success and then you're like, now what? Right? Um, there's always a way to make more money. Always. And so when it comes from when it comes to fulfillment, I really feel that it's about being who you are and being able to share who you are. And then as an entrepreneur, being able to share who you are with people who you don't know. And Mm. the only way that I feel that we do that from a place of true fulfillment, as opposed to just making money or building a business, but from a place of, I actually feel really good about what I'm creating and I feel fulfilled on the journey, not just the destination. I feel comes from surrounding yourself with people and attracting people and choosing to attract people who will accept you and love you for who you are. But it means you making the decision that you need to love yourself first. You need to choose to accept those parts of yourself. And in my book, I talk about my journey of a lot of my insecurities of the things that I didn't love about myself, about the things that I would hide away from. And through that journey of me learning to embrace all of who I am when it comes to my weaknesses, my imperfections, but also my strengths. I've realized that the more me I am, the more I attract, attract those solar line clients. Hence why it's an SAC meditation It's attracting those solar line clients. Um, Because if we are not ourselves, we cannot attract those people in. We just can't. It, It reminds me of when I, um, when I fell into depression because I had realized I had suppressed memories of sexual abuse come up and I talk about this all in my book. Um, But I remember when I had those realizations, um, I remember like what, what I realized was when people, when my parents, I was fighting with my parents and, and they were, I was saying, you don't understand. You don't know what I'm feeling. Like, well, how do you, how do we know if you don't tell us how to, how do I, how do we know what you're going through if you don't tell us? Um, it made me think, yeah, how, how will they know if I don't tell them? Yeah. And if you guys just take a moment to think about the people in your life who you feel you are the closest to, the people who you feel like really know you, it's because those are the people you've opened up your heart to more. They're the people who you've shared the most vulnerable thing with, things with. They're the ones who know your challenges, know your insecurities, know what you love, know what you don't love. And we do not feel that connection with someone until we can fully be who we are. And so from that foundation of who we choose to be, then as an entrepreneur, the next step is how can I then share this with other people? Mm, That was amazing. 
Oh man, this has been so, so good. So where can people go to connect with you if they are interested in learning more about how to really tap into this idea of conscious sales and if they want to connect with you more? Yeah, amazing. So probably the easiest way is Instagram, but it's also the same handle on Facebook, but you can go to Nina, the naked coach. People can't say my last name or spell my last name. And so when people started calling me the naked coach, it was just super easy. So I was like, yep, cool. Changing my handles to Nina, the naked coach. I love Um, it. You can find me on Instagram, Nina, the naked coach. And there's actually the link for the meditation on my Instagram to make it super easy. So you can go follow me on Instagram, go to the links. You can download the meditation. Um, and that is completely free. I'll go into your inbox after you type in your details. Amazing. All right. Well, is there any last things you want to add before we finish up for today? I think if anybody is feeling like they're ready to get that high level, a level of support, if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I want to know about sales. I'm ready to make some money. I'm ready to take my business to the next level. Um, feel free to send me a message, reach out to me. Let me know that you came through from this podcast um because if anyone does become a client i'll be sending this beautiful woman right here some commission (laughs) so please make sure you let me know that you came through from this podcast we can have a conversation i'm not going to pitch anything without having a conversation with you first um but i would love to connect if that's what you feel like you're wanting and needing amazing thank you so much i truly truly appreciate your time it's been amazing so let's go ahead and cue that outro clip Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.